Okay, in today's episode, we're going to get real. The five hardest things about being a real estate agent. Um, We're going to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly. Stay tuned. Okay, episode 23, the five hardest things about being a real estate agent. Excited to dive into this content, but as we uh, normally do, let's talk about a market update. Um, what's going on in the world? Uh, first of all, it's Masters Week, so that's been fun. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. I always like Masters Week. Uh, eat some pimento cheese or egg salad sandwiches. Watch. Everything's really focused on Tiger right now. Yeah. Right? So that's been kind of fun. There was like a 30-minute press conference with him yesterday. I was talking to a real estate agent this week. He's like, hey, uh, I, I'm going to be out this week because I basically lock myself in the house and just watch. Yeah. Masters coverage. There's a, I mean, and I'm a golfer. I like golf, but um, there's a lot of Masters nerds out there for sure. Um, but it, yeah, it's it's always an interesting week. It's a great tournament, great to watch. It's early in the season. Yeah. If you haven't watched Full Swing yet, I suggest you do. That's a good. I started it, and I need to continue with it. I really after. I think a lot of people felt this way after Matt Fitzpatrick's episode. Everybody likes him, and okay. I like him too. Interesting. My, my wife's actually watching with me, who doesn't care much for golf, but um, it's, it's nice. A good little series. Yeah, I need to watch that. Uh, the other stuff, um, we've got a president that just got indicted. <laughs> we've got um, world governments uh, scheming to destroy the American dollar, I think, right? That's yeah, just what, that's like all of the sort of pundit stuff. Withholding oil production, um, yeah, all kinds of stuff. There's some crazy economic stuff, but t- first of all, okay, this is the thing that I'm hearing, and I would love to hear, you know, somebody who's like more of an economist because I'm pretty ignorant when it comes to this stuff, but... There's a, some sort of like attempt to collapse the American dollar, or that's what I, at least I'm hearing. What is what is all that about? Do you know, or can you I, tell me? Man, I don't buy into some of that. I mean, I, a lot of it's, I wouldn't go as far as to say conspiracy theories. I mean, there's a lot of analytical data behind some of it, but mm-hmm. um, I, I just don't know. I don't. I don't think that there's personally an attempt to kill our American dollar or anything like right. that. I, I there is just. I think there's a lot of unknowns. I think people don't know what's going to happen. Yes. And when you can't predict it or when you haven't seen anything like it before, it um, it scares a lot of people. Yeah. And I, I, this has been the most confusing time that I've ever been a part of real estate, the economy, anything. I just, you, all the data points one way and then we go another way. Mm-hmm. And then we start down that path and then it changes. It's just so volatile. Yeah. Um, you have experts saying, we're going to wind up with 8% interest rates by the end of the year. And you've mm-hmm. got other experts saying we're going to wind up at 5.2 mm-hmm. and, and everything in between. And that's, that's tough as an agent to try to predict what business is going to look like. Or if you own a brokerage, predict what business is going to look like. It just makes it very tough. We hit some lows yesterday yeah. in mortgage rates, which was surprising considering some of the data coming out. What did we hit yesterday? 6.44. Okay. That's good. Yeah, great. Um, but there's a lot of caveats because they came out with the new loan level price adjustments. So hmm. based on where you sit from a credit score perspective um, and a lot of these other loan level price adjustments, you could have a 6.44 or a 7.44. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, the, a lot of those changes have been implemented by a lot of banks. So it's um, it's just a confusing time. And it I hope for the, the sake of agents, for the sake of our business, um, for the sake of lending, that it starts to stabilize a little. I, yeah. Wherever it stabilizes, fine. But just sit there for a bit and let things, you know. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, so, yeah, I, and I would agree that it's super confusing where, I mean, like, I'm kind of like, I don't know. 
But, you know, there, there is also uh, some beauty to that where you're kind of like, look, I don't know what's going on. I just have to focus on me. And I, I feel like a broken record, but, but I want to just continue to reinforce that whatever's going on in the world, you as an agent, just stay focused on your daily activities, period. Um, I, I saw a thing yesterday. It's like, hey, if you do two hours of prospecting a day, one hour of follow-up a day, do a short real day, do one long form a week, and do um, send a, an email to your database every week, you're going to be fine. Yeah, and if you walk away with anything from today's episode, walk away with that because yeah. that's why we do what we do. We want to protect your business in any market. That's right. Up, down, whatever. We want you to be successful. We want to be successful, but that takes diligence. That takes dedication. Mm -hmm. That takes following daily activities that we talk about on this podcast and many other great podcasts talk about. It's right. if you if you can do that, it won't the mar the market won't matter. I don't remember if I have talked about this particular thing before on a previous podcast, but it it bears repeating. There, if you can like look at your life in concentric circles, okay. So if we're gonna do like like three circles, one that's you know around each other one, okay, if that makes sense, then you say, all right, the the small circle is the circle of control, okay. The circle around that one is the circle of influence, and the circle around that one is the circle of concern. The more time as just as a person, not even just as a real estate agent, as a person, the more time you spend in the circle of control and the circle of influence, the better, right? Because what can you control? You. You can control your daily actions, your daily activities, your daily habits. Focus on that, right? That's the bullseye, if you will. Then the circle of influence are like friends and family and people <laughs> like that, okay? Or even clients. You can sort of influence people by your action, right? By by zeroing in on those things. The circle of concern is all that stuff that's going on in the economy. Um, it's fine to be concerned about it, but you don't need to spend a lot of time there. Spend your time in the circle of control and the circle of influence. Yeah, great tip. And honestly, when you think you have everything figured out about the economy or about where things are headed or what's mm -hmm. happening, it goes off in a different direction. So that's spend, right. spend the time worrying about yourself, your business, um, and the people you influence. I, I love that tip. Awesome. All right. So uh, again, we're at 23 episodes and we're going to talk about some hard things about being a real estate agent. And this isn't to discourage anyone. It's more, let, let's talk about, let's get real. And, um, and with each of these hard things, we've got, you know, a solution to that hard thing or something that's going to help you solve that problem. So, um, so we'll get into the content here. So number one is this is a commission only industry. Okay. So that means... Um, you are going to do things that you don't get paid for. Um, sometimes you are uh, going to have some things fall in your lap, uh, but it's hard to, because it's commission only, you're not getting that paycheck every two weeks. So that can be really, really uh, scary for people as they get in this business. It's like, I don't know when my next paycheck is coming. Also, the paycheck doesn't come unless the house closes. So all of that just creates this uh, uncertainty for a real estate agent in terms of like making money. I think this one in particular about being commission only is why our episode about um, being a successful part-time agent was mm -hmm. popular because it's very difficult to transition from a career in which you get paid 
you know, continually on a two week or every month period. Right. And then goes to straight commission. It's very difficult, mm-hmm. especially if you're the quote unquote breadwinner of your family. Right. So, yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough that you may show a client houses and they decide not to buy or yeah. you may um, somebody may come into your circle and buy a house in two weeks and you did hardly mm-hmm. any work. But mm-hmm. it's uh, it's you know, it could be nerve wracking if you like that stability. Absolutely. But you start to, you know, over time, what I found like <laughs> what I found as I and I learned this in the Marines, you know, um, because every, you know, you were in boot camp and you're like going through all of this like really difficult stuff. But I would just kind of go Sunday to Sunday because I knew I was going to be at church on Sunday. And that was more of a centering place for me. So that's kind of what, when I first got into real estate and commission only, it's like, look, I just got to make it to the next Sunday, right, to, to get centered again. But um, but the other thing is you start to create some confidence over time if you're doing the right activities and you sort of, what's interesting is you'll start making money regularly. Now, the challenge is it's three to six months out, okay, before you, you know, when you first start working with somebody, <laughs> first have conversations to when you when you actually start to get paychecks. But if you're doing the right habits and the right activities, you get this rhythm, you build confidence, and it, it doesn't become a big thing anymore. So I remember like the first probably year, I'm like, I'm self-employed, my hair's on fire. Like just scared out of my mind. Just woke up every day, you know, like terrified. Like, am I ever going to make any money? Or closing a sales. Like, am I ever going to, is the next sale going to come through? But after some time, you start to build some confidence. And now I've been self-employed for you know, 12, 13 years. And so it's not a big deal to me anymore. Yeah. You know? And this um, is going back to your point about con- the control and influence circle, right? So stay there yeah. and you're producing a pipeline that lasts. If you're one of the agents that closes a big house, like let's say you got a million dollar closing and get this big check and you're like, I don't have to work for a few months. Mm-hmm. That's where it gets a little rocky as being a self-employed person. Yeah. You have to treat it like a job. That, that that's where a lot of agents mess that up is they go, yeah, they're like, oh, great. I get to go on vacation for a month. I was like, do not go on vacation for a month. Just, I mean, really for that first year, just, just fall in love with the daily routine, fall in love with the habits, with the journey. And it's going to, and that's going to pay off all over time. So the commission only, the fear of commission only, the solution is become obsessed with your daily habits, right? What you're doing every day. Um, and that's going to solve that. That's going to solve that problem. Lead generation, lead generation, lead generation. Right. You have to put anything else on pause. Yeah. Don't put that on pause. Yeah. There was something else I was going to say. Maybe it'll come up in the next point. I might go backwards. Okay. Uh, number two, you are your own boss. Now, this is a really funny, like, this is a funny one because people go, they like get into real estate and be like, I, I don't want to work for anybody anymore. And it's like, no, you actually are working for someone. You're working for you. And you are letting yourself get away with murder. <clears throat> so one of the things that I'll ask realtors when I'm coaching them is I'll say, if you were working for you, would you fire you? <laughs> yeah, that's a great point. <laughs> and in a lot of cases, it's like, yeah, I probably would, right? That that agent has to like, get, go, you know, be honest and be like, yeah, I mean... You know, I didn't want to come into work on Tuesday or Wednesday or I slept in or didn't show up on time or didn't do my lead generation. It's like, again, the more you treat this like a job, the better. So it's like, yeah, you are your own boss, but you have to create accountability uh, to yourself and to your family and to others around you if you're going to be successful long term. Yeah. And, and being your own boss is a pro and a con. 
everybody wants to be their own boss. Not everybody has the personality type that can do it without some help. Mm-hmm. And and you just mentioned it, just having a, an accountability partner, someone who can hold you accountable if that's not something that you're capable of or you like to do on your own, mm-hmm. get that early because no one's going to be there to tell you, you didn't show up at work today, you're out. Like you, it's you, yeah. like you just said. So um, it's it's important to find that early on if you don't have the personality type that's that's very driven on your own accord. Well, the other thing, I remember what I was going to say before. Okay, so the more you can start to think of those activities as this particular activity makes this much money. So what I get agents to do is to calculate, okay, you did, um, you know, you sold this house and you made $5,000. How many phone calls, this is why you need to track your numbers, how many phone calls did you make, right, to get the appointment, to get the closing, so on and so forth. So what I get agents to understand is that like you picking up that phone and making an outbound phone call is like 150 to $250 activity, just that particular phone call. So once you start to do that, it's like, well, I pick up the phone and I just made $150 or I picked up the phone. I made $250 just by making the phone call, even if nobody answered it. Yeah. And you talked about this on a, on a past episode, you, you had boiled down how much you make in each open house. Yeah. And that, that, that's an example of that. Like, yes. sure, you, you, you knew that if you sat in a house Saturday and Sunday, you were going to make X amount of dollars no matter what. That's right. Now, and, and that's important. It's important to know like, wh- and where you should be spending your time, whether it's phone calls or open houses or whatever. So definitely, good, yeah. great point. Okay. I got, I got lots of great points today. Yeah. You, well, you got two so it. far. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll you might get some negative points. It's here. all downhill after here. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you want to take third? Number three? Yeah. Work-life balance. Um. So this one, this one is probably one of the reasons that I left the corporate world, right? So when I was in the corporate world, I, uh, I was accountable to board members. I was accountable to our investors. I was accountable to a lot of people. And in order for me to feel comfortable with that, I was staying at the office a good, you know, 50, 60, 70 hours a week. Yeah. And if you have young children like I do, and I don't have as many as you, but I have two, <laughs> um, that's not comfortable. Yeah. Like I don't like missing ball games. I don't like missing, um, you know, whatever it is, spending time with them on the weekends, doing whatever. So yeah. it's very attractive. And this goes back to the last point of being your own boss and starting to set your own schedules. Mm-hmm. But I will say early on in this business, work-life balance can suffer here just as much as it can in the corporate world. Very much so. And you have to build a business that is capable of you being able to manage your own schedule in such a way where you've got that great work-life balance. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that ties back to your daily activity. Yeah. Are you building up a pipeline that you can set your own schedules and you can set your own boundaries and you can determine when you are in the office and not in the office mm-hmm. so that you are able to take that time away? I, yeah, a lot of that work-life balance, anxiety or stress is because, here's why, you're not doing the things you should be doing at the time that you should be doing them. And so what happens is you are, you feel like you don't have confidence that you are um, going to make money. So that makes every single phone call or every deal or every situation that much more, um, that much more uh, acute. So again, if I've got five deals that are going to close this month and a client uh, 
you know, needs to talk with me right now, I can be like, Hey, sorry, I'm at this, I'm at my kid's ball game. Can we talk about it tomorrow morning during that time? You, you're going to be comfortable or confident in doing yep. that and solving problems and your ability to solve them. And going back to your point, you know what your time is worth. Yes. Like if you've boiled it down with each activity, you know, Hey, I'm going to make more money making these phone calls or doing these open houses or whatever it is than I am doing this activity. Yeah. So you're able to determine in priority order what you should be spending your time on. Yes. Because you it's the the time that is that you're spending on making, you know, more money. Right. Well, when you only have one deal, you're thinking like I've got to get this thing or I've got to keep these people happy or this thing's going to fall apart and I'm not going to make any money. Yeah. And so that's why I think that's why a lot of people tip that or let their work creep into their life too much is because they're scared. You know, I had a, I heard a really good, who was it that said this the other day? They said most, oh, it was, uh, I'm going to, never mind. It was most anxiety comes from uh, you not taking action. Yeah, absolutely. So it's something that you're supposed to take action on and you didn't take action on. And that's where the anxiety And you're like, from. oh my gosh, I missed doing that. What's going to happen? Where, right. where does so, this go from here? So people are kind of carrying that and they're putting off or they're procrastinating and it just builds and builds and builds to where you, you're panicked. So now, I will say that, you know, as someone who came from the corporate world, time management skills are ultra important here. I happened, that happened to be something I focused on for a very long time in my career. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is how you defer that anxiety or, or eliminate it altogether, possibly by because you know during these blocks of time this is what I'm going to be doing. Yes. And if you're dedicated to that, that's how you alleviate it. And it's you will start to have such a pipeline built that it's it's no longer about am I going to get paid, but it's like where do these checks hit? Mm-hmm. And you know that's a good feeling to have Absolutely. as a self employment per, self employed person. Absolutely. Okay. Um, number four, you're dealing with people in high stress situations. So what I will tell you is you, you're going to get into a deal with a friend. Okay. Or a family member. And by the way, like buying a house is like top five or, or moving is top five most stressful things in the world. Okay. You're going to encounter them and you're going to go, I don't know who this person is. Because they are acting crazy right now. Yeah. So what happens is people get in high stress situations and they kind of go to uh, like a, a a baseline of emotional intelligence and and you're like they're, they're acting crazy. So most of us are like we're able to put on a pretty good facade every day and walk around and you know seem like normal people. But when we get in high stress, you know, it's like how your family sees you when you're stressed out. It all comes well, out. It all comes out. So you're going to see that part of your friends or your family and your clients, and you have to be okay with that, and you have to know how to manage it, and you have to know how to let it go. You said something on one of the previous episodes, so I'm going to give you good point number three, and then you don't get any <laughs> no more. more. No more. So you said be the voice of reason in the room. I don't yes. remember which episode it was. Um, it was clearly talking it, about it a high-stress situation. It was brilliant. But uh, yes, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was okay. <laughs> it was good enough to quote. Mm-hmm. Um and it, it's so true because there are going to be times where your your buyers are like, I'm pulling out and they're under contract and they yeah. have and they've passed all the contingency and they can't pull out. Be the voice of reason. Right. <laughs> um, and there's so many other times, too, where people are just saying stuff that is just crazy. Like you just yeah. just crazy. And you're like, just calm them down, mm-hmm. boil down the points that are important to talk about 
and talk about them and move on. Yeah. But um, that that was that was a good point. Then I'll give you credit for the number three, and then appreciate that. Uh, but yeah, just um, you have to sort of like I, I don't know compartmentalize and put <clears throat> that that version of that person away, and then they're going to go back to normal after it's all done, and they're going to respect. You know, I've had a lot of people um, tell me at the closing table like. I'm sorry for losing my cool, right? I'm sorry. I should have never said that. And, and for me, I've been doing this so long. Like anytime that happens, I kind of let it go. It's gone. Like, I know that that's not who they are, but, um, I've had that happen so many times and they always appreciate, they're like, thank you for, for keeping us or, 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 or keeping us on solid ground. And so you have to like, what, you know, if you need to take a minute, you don't have to respond immediately, take some deep breaths center yourself, give yourself some time to respond. Don't get caught up in that emotional craziness of your client or feel like you've got to be reactive to whatever they're doing, right? Because it's, it's, it's going to put you and them in a, in a negative situation. Yeah. And act like you've been there before. So I like that one. It's, that's a good one for yeah, you. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Act I like you've been there before. I like act it. like you've been there before. Even if you haven't encountered the situation, your broker probably has. Use that time that Brandon just described as waiting to respond to get a couple perspectives from other people who have been there and share that as if it were on your own experience. Don't, I'm not necessarily saying lie, but like just say, hey, this is what we do in these situations. And just, mm-hmm. just that little bit of reason imparted into the situation will, will give people some, some chill. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Number five, you want to take this one? What is number five? Uh, most agents have no idea what they're doing, huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Number five, no offense, guys. Uh, uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no uh, kidding. Obviously, I mean, uh, there's a lot of agents that are newer in the business, and that that is a stressor. Yes. That is something you walk into it, and you're like, I've never closed, you know, anything before. So this is number one. Use the people around you. Yeah. Use the coaching that you've received from your brokerage. Use past experiences from other agents. Um, Use some of the training that you followed through Agent Bridge or wherever you find your own training uh, to start to act again, act like you've been there. Yeah. Use a past experience from someone else as something that can solve a problem in any given situation. By the way, yeah, you if you are listening this far in the podcast, you are not that agent, right? You're somebody who's committed to training. You're somebody who's committed to like understanding your business. But there's so many agents out there that are they're just inexperienced with the scenarios and they don't have the the correct or or uh, the the dialed in access to the mentor coach broker and so they're kind of making it up yeah i mean and there's not a single agent ever that can walk in and say i knew exactly what i was doing yeah. from day one there's no way it's too it's too complicated so don't ever take that as as a ding on you personally or someone um, as if they ever say, Hey, you don't, you don't really know what you're doing. Nobody knew what they were doing. Right. Everybody had to do this for the first time sometime. Mm -hmm. And this is a complex business. Yeah. There's a lot to learn. We talked about that too. The learning curve is steep. It takes a long time to have enough experience under your belt to know how to counter in how to encounter any situation. Yeah. And there's in situations that I encounter, you encounter that are something that we've never encountered before. Well, don't make that agent on the other side your enemy. And even when they might not, let's just say that they're newer or they're inexperienced or whatever, okay? Um, The more you guys work together to get the deal done, the better. This is cooperative 
competition, right? Like we're working together to get the deal done. But I've seen so many agents mess this up where they're, they, you know, we talked about this in negotiation where you're making the, you're making an enemy or it's like, it's me against them. And it's like, no, we're working together to get the deal done. So, um, you know, again, work with, don't belittle people on the other side of transactions, um, work together to come up with, with, uh, creative solutions. Cause most of this is just problem solving, uh, to get to, get to the closing table. Yeah. I mean, problem solving skills go a long way. Most, most problems that arise in any sort of transaction can be solved very practically. You think that there's such big problems because the dollars are big and the stakes are high and it's mm-hmm. a stressful situation, but they're very practical solutions to some of these problems. Like where to find, how to get, um, you know, a septic tank um, inspection done or something like that. It's, it's all, it can all be found online. It's all very simple. Um, if, you know, it's all very practical solutions to problems that seem very large. Yes. Um, so the, the real solution, if you are a new agent and you're listening to this, you need a mentor. And you need somebody to guide guide you. You need somebody to work with. And so I don't want this to turn into a sales thing, but feel free to reach out to us. Is it hello at theagentbridge.com? If you need a mentor, you need a guide, you need a coach, um, we'd love to work with you. We'd love to help you um, and be that for you. So hello at theagentbridge.com. Feel free to reach out. So um, if I'm recapping this episode, you know, there's a lot of, difficult things about being an agent, but if you can, um, be clear headed, if you can, um, uh, really have, it's, it's like so much about habits, time management, um, emotional intelligence. So, you know, it, it's really the, you know, I I say the process of becoming a good agent is the process of becoming a better person. Right, I want to elevate my um, personal uh, development to be as good as good of an agent as I can, or as good as a human as I can to people around me. Yeah, and just being a good student, just use every single situation you encounter as a way to learn. Yeah, and that's a great I'm, tip. I'm always learning new ways to handle different situations that I encounter, and you always have to take those as like, hey, I could have done this differently, but next time I will. Yes. Yeah, always. You're you're either um, winning or you're learning. All right. Well, uh, anything else that we need to recap the episode? Yeah, just subscribe. You know, a lot of our viewers, a ton of our views come from unsubscribed people. Um, So just subscribe. You'll get notified when we drop new content. Um, We've got a lot of shorter form content that's going to be coming out um, that's outside of some of the um, more longer form episodes. So Um, yeah, subscribe and stay tuned. Like, subscribe, and also comment. We'd love to hear from you and any questions you have so we can add to the podcast. So thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time. See you.